The Courage to Lead, episode 123. You're listening to the IB4E Coaching Podcast. Brought to you by IB4E Coaching, business coaching for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business professionals. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com. Hey, Coach Harlan here. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you guys are having a phenomenal week. Um, I'm having a great week and I'm excited to introduce you to my guest today. Please help me welcome Ross Dunn. Ross Dunn is the CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing based in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Since he began the company in 1997, he's been helping the international clients create visibility, traction, and conversion for their businesses. He does that by getting Google to know, like, and trust their websites. As one of the earliest SEO practitioners, Ross is at home uh, hosting the renowned SEO 101 podcast on the website WMRFM. Favorited by Google's own John Mueller, uh, Ross has hosted over 420 episodes of the podcast since 2009. Ross, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Emma. It's really a pleasure to be here. No, it's great to have you. I'm interested in, uh, in hearing your story. How did the, the earliest practitioners, when did the SEO stuff really start? When did that kick in? I know guys who did it as early as 1995. I don't really know how <laughs> or 96, but um, it was pretty early on. I mean, I, I can't, I was trying to remember the other day. I don't know if, if the, the term SEO had come out then. Probably not, but it was the meta tags, right? For the websites, you'd put in all the tags, all the words that you wanted people to search for and find. Is that what they were talking about? You think part of it, uh, the other part was ensuring that the, you know, the keywords were on the page and, uh, it was really easy. It was amazing. InfoSeek, remember the old InfoSeek? Oh, back yeah, then? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my favorite search engine because I could literally submit my client's page, go to, after making a change, go to InfoSeek, refresh, see the change in the ranking, go back, make a tweak, refresh, <laughs> move it all the way to the top. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Those were the days. Very cool. Yeah, those were the days. All right. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, your early career and some of the stuff you were involved in. Um, and definitely talk about your podcast and some of the projects you have going on right now. But before we get started, I've got 10 questions that I ask yes. every one of my guests. These are questions made famous on the TV show Inside the Actor's Studio, where the host James Lipton asks these questions of his guests from Hollywood TV, film, and stage. And I figure if they're good enough for the Hollywood elite, they're certainly good enough for my guests. So Ross, if you're ready, I've got 10 questions for you. All right. Question number one, what is your favorite word? Authenticity. Nice. What is your least favorite word? <laughs> Guru. <laughs> <laughs> Can't handle it. <laughs> There's a story there someplace I can tell. Yeah. All right. Question three. What turns you on? Uh, intelligence and moxie. Nice. You don't hear the word moxie very much. Don't, but it works so well. It does. Very cool. What turns you off? Ego and entitlement. Nice. Um, what sound or noise do you love? Uh, there's nothing like waves on the seashore. Yeah. Being up there in British Columbia, you've got it. Absolutely. I do. It's amazing. Uh, what sound or noise do you hate? <laughs> Loud chewing. <laughs> <laughs> Open mouth chewing. <laughs> yes. All right. What is your favorite curse word? Bloody hell. <laughs> I say it all the time. Love it. 
All right. Um, question eight, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? <sighs> the only problem is it requires so much schooling, but I, I would love to always been i love the ocean and marine biology has always fascinated me but i would have to mix it with engineering somehow maybe do some of that undersea robotic stuff that would be amazing that would be amazing very cool what profession would you not like to do politics (laughs) never yes (laughs) all right final question i don't have enough guile for that oh no exactly or a moxie or whatever it takes i don't know what it takes all right Final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Thinking about that one. I think uh, you will be remembered fondly. Nice. Very cool. And I'm sure you will. All right, Ross done. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about uh, the early days, how you got your start, what led you to uh, website development and SEO. Um, Talk about your podcast and some of the other things you have going on. And, uh, At some point, we'll talk about courage and leadership. All right. Wonderful. All right. Sounds good. All right, listeners, uh, we'll be back right after these messages. So stick with us. Imagine having a trusted group of CEOs at your disposal. Imagine having your very own peer advisory team who could work you through the problems and questions in your business before you had to make those difficult decisions. Imagine you had a group of advisors that had your back and met for the sole purpose of making you successful in your business. What would you be able to accomplish then? Well, you don't have to imagine anymore. You can have that and more when you join my Business Success Mastermind Group. Join my Business Success Mastermind Group today. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com forward slash mastermind. And I'm back with my guest, Ross Dunn. Ross, thanks again for agreeing to be on the podcast. It's good to have you here. Um, You talked about marine biology. Years ago, I lived out in Los Angeles and there was a, an online um, psychologist, I guess you'd call him, uh, Dr. David Viscott. And I used to, I was stuck in traffic driving around LA. You're always stuck in traffic driving around LA. So I was listening to him and he had this guy on the program that was really depressed, hated his job, hated his life, hated everything about everything and stuff. And Viscott asked him, well, if you could do anything, what would you do? He goes, I'd be a marine biologist. He goes, every day when I'm having a bad day, he goes, I go down and sit on the bluffs uh, over uh, Pacific Palisades, look out over the ocean. He goes, I just, that's my calming place. That's where I go. And David Viscott asked him, well, why don't you become a marine biologist? He goes, you know what? He goes, it takes so many years of schooling and everything like that. He goes, I'd, I'd be like 50 by the time I got done with school. And David Viscott asked him, how old will you be if you don't go back to school? Wow. So yeah. You listeners, everybody, if marine biology is your thing, go do it, do it, do it, do it while you have the opportunity. Um, segue. Okay, so we're back. And I apologize for that uh, digression a little bit. So, Ross, your early years, 1997, you weren't involved too much in computers. What were you doing then? There you I go. was a yeah. I was a skipper for a, a whale watching company, and um, it was uh, I was on the water all the time. I grew up on the water, so uh, to to be a skipper, I think I was nineteen, and I was one of the youngest skippers on the coast, and, and it was just a dream come true. It was amazing. Uh, wow. So I, I was working for a whale watching company, and they decided that they needed a website, 
And uh, I was a bit of a, uh, I dabbled in geekiness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I loved, I loved, I, I, I just finished an adventure tourism business management diploma. It's a mouthful because uh, I wanted to start my own adventure tourism business. But then I discovered that there was not a lot of money in that. It was very mm. difficult to get anything going and it was ex expensive. Anywho, um, I had built for my, my first website then. So okay. um, I knew how to do it and I built theirs and it did really well, really, really well. I, it was Good. amazing. I was very excited. But I also noted that there were designers popping up right, left and center then because the net was really taking off. Yeah. But there weren't many people who did marketing of websites and okay. um, search engines were the place to be. I mean, if you didn't get the old thing, you know, if you don't let it get found, what's the point of having a website? Exactly. So yeah, it's not I like started... people are going to stumble over your website, right? No. Well, back it, then, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Well, back then. Nowadays, yeah. But it was pretty rare then even. Right? Yeah. Um, and uh, so I, I did, I did that and I decided to, um, pushed their website to the top and I did. And, and I made, wow, it was so easy. <laughs> not easy today, but then it was. And uh, not long after I, I was young and just trying anything. And I did uh, some of the casino stuff and I got a number one ranking for a poker website. Wow. And that gets around quickly. Oh, um, yeah. It's a very, they talk about stuff. Very like competitive. Yeah. Very. So. Yeah. So I got loads of business from that. And uh, my business kind of took off. I realized, wow, this is pretty fun. Um, nice. Got my first uh, employee and, you know, it kind of exploded. Very cool. So when you first started building websites, was that just like native HTML? Were there, they didn't really have any building packages back then, did they? No. So it was by hand, HTML by hand. And wow. um, as soon as WYSIWYG came out, you know, what you see is what mm -hmm. you get. Editors, I was in on board. Uh, Dreamweaver was my, yes. my favorite. Yep. Front page, unfortunately, was my first. <laughs> Gosh, that was awful. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Dreamweaver, love Dreamweaver. Yeah, that was easy. Yeah. Easy to use and stuff. And so then back then, what, like I said, it wasn't really called SEO at the time. So how were you helping these websites get found on the search engines, getting up on the first page? Well, at that time, it was as simple as uh, adding the right text on the page. Google or Google wasn't, well, had just launched and it was, I don't think I even knew about it then. It was so young. Um, InfoSeek and um, web crawler and Hotbot. <laughs> right, All these right. ones were around then. And they were just so simple. They just simply looked for the text on the page. So I just made sure it was there. Uh, links weren't really showing up then at that point. You didn't need links to your website. It was really simple. Uh, so just ensuring your website was well, well written and, and had the information it needed is all, all they wanted. Nice. And then with the uh, gambling sites, same thing, the poker site? Yeah, they were a little more complicated because um, links started to come into, the, into fashion. Then Google wanted, or keep saying Google, because that's all I think about now. Right. Um, yeah. The search engines were starting to realize that they needed some uh, reasons to believe these websites deserved to rank. Hmm. So they looked for links, they looked for um, larger websites, a whole number of things. So yeah, it was, yeah, I won't get into the myriad, the, the minutiae, but <laughs> well, <laughs> was, but, and that's it. There's so much there to, to dive into and unpack and everything. And, and nowadays, I mean, you know, flash forward to where we are now, it's crazy. All the algorithms that they put in to try to keep things, you know, balanced and working and stuff. How do you keep up with all that stuff? Well, 
I get that asked a lot. I asked that a lot. It's, it's part of it's kind of built in. Like I just, part of it, well, first of all, I don't really play the game. Um, the people who really need to know about all the algorithm and stuff to, to like great detail, the ones who are trying to trick Google, hmm. I just do what I know they want, which is make sure my clients are creating amazing websites with great content, content being key. Yeah. Uh, my, my old friend uh, used to say, uh, content isn't king, it's core. It's okay. the core, you know, nice. and everything else is built around it. And, and that is so important. Uh, many websites today just come out and they don't have, it's kind of, it's more like a brochure. And then the other thing too, is you have to make sure the websites will convert. People get to the website, it's actually could convert into a sale or mm-hmm. a lead or whatever it may be. And that's why we've moved so much far, farther past just SEO. It's web marketing. That's why I changed my name from back in the day, step forth search engine placement to step forth web marketing, because there's just so much more to it. There is a lot. Yeah. I did a, a webinar a couple of years back called, who do you think you're talking to? Because so many clients that I was looking at, looking at their websites, they had so much real estate devoted to me, 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 me. They didn't talk about the customer. They didn't talk about the customer's needs or what was plaguing the customer and how they could help them. It was all about, we've been in business for a hundred years. My granddaddy started the business. We were in the same location, you know, since then. And here are the certifications we have. It's like, none of that stuff really matters. Mm-hmm. until you've built that relationship, right? To where the person says, hey, I have a problem and I know that you have something that'll fix it. Now all that other stuff comes into play. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, and, and what we do is uh, the whole plan is starting out with ensuring that they have the right intelligent information to start their website, or at least let's say they've already got it, to ensure that their website's going to function better than their competitors. And that's looking at them for, you know, your competitors are doing well. Why, why reinvent the wheel? Let's look at that and figure out what needs to be applied to your marketing services. Yeah. Uh, uh, It's, uh, and then after that, it's, you know, into the marketing strategy uh, determining, okay, we've got that information. We've audited your website as well. We know what's wrong. What's, what's going to work. How do we apply that? Uh, And then we optimize the site figure out what ads are going to work for you. We call that ad empowerment. What websites are out? There's so many different places out there that you can do advertisements, but they're not all created equal. Hmm. And each business really needs to know um, where they need to put their money. So we look into that. And if they have lower budgets, maybe it's not important to go anywhere except just do some Google ads, just some basic stuff there. Uh, There's lots to that. Um, And there's lots of benefits. I can go on, but. Yeah. So is, is, is marketing your website similar to marketing your products and services? I mean, essentially it's what you're doing, right? Is getting, getting word out there, but do you approach it the same way you would a a hard product? Uh, It's a good question. I think it's one of those, um, it depends. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I'm um, a consultant. That's the way we were taught to answer questions. (laughs) If somebody asks a question, you say, well, that depends. And then you yeah. ask a follow-up. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah. And it's, I've, because we are, we work with just about any business out of the market. We see so many different answers to that question. Um, so I'm not sure I could answer it quickly. Okay. Uh, yeah. What kind um, of websites do you specialize? Do you have a niche that you work with? 
we have a portion of our company is a, a first dentist marketing. So that's a dental marketing agency. I wanted to try something that was going to be niched and I have a, a co-owner with that, but step forth, I own completely. And that's where I get to play. You know, I really get to work internationally with every type of business. Um, I get the craziest, coolest calls. I had a call with a, a filmmaker yesterday who mm. I didn't know who they were, but I looked them up. I'm like, wow, that person won an Emmy. And like, <laughs> holy that's amazing. I had no idea. And just the nicest people. And I love that. I'm always learning new things and learning sure. about a new product and keeps me ignited, you know? Awesome. Um, and as long as it's English speaking and we don't have uh, other languages in house, but that covers quite a bit of the world. So it's, yeah, you know, definitely. No, yeah. that's cool. So when you look at uh, a client, they, they call you up and say, Hey, we want help with their website. And you go out and look at the website. What is it they're not doing or what is it they're doing wrong? Well, oftentimes they do have that brochure site, you know, they've, uh, they've got a lot of information, often the stuff you mentioned, you know, we're this, we're that we've done this, we've done that. No pain points mentioned, no conversion points. There's nothing saying, Hey, uh, you know, on a regular basis, there's something saying, Hey, we, you know, book a time or download this and, and it'll help you get you on your, on your, on, on the first steps to success. Um, and then, you know, you build trust and they come back to you and they start asking the right questions and ultimately can potentially lead them into a, becoming a client. At the very least you get great goodwill and they, they pass your name around. Yeah. Um, now other things the, would be the, um, the, the actual design of the site being garbage. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get somebody that, you know, is still doing their own website and they're just plugging yeah. things in and they see something that looks fancy. Oh, look, we can put the spinning banner up at the top and they do all this like, wow, please. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> and little flames, yep. <laughs> little yeah. animated flames. And I've seen them all, man. Yeah. Uh, biggest thing now is will it work on a mobile phone? Right. You now that's 60% of searches now for mobile. Wow. So if your phone, if your website isn't built for mobile first, you're going to be in a disadvantage. So we actually build mobile first desktop second nice. when we're doing design. And that's still not the norm, which is shocking. Hmm. Yeah. It's amazing to, to think how many people are using. I mean, it's a little computer you're carrying around in your pocket, right? So why amazing. not build for that? Everybody uses that. Yeah. And it's Anyone something you carry with you. Anyone who watched Star Trek gets excited about that. I just think about it. I'm like, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'm waiting for the uh, beam me up, Scotty. Yes, up. exactly. Um, so with websites, I know uh, we were talking about how a lot of them are just like brochures. The call to action is critical. If you don't ask somebody to take a step, they, they're not going to, right? Mm -hmm. It's not intuitive. So where should those call to actions be? Is there a certain location on the page or should they be throughout? Well, if I stick to a, a simple formula, I'd make sure there's something at the home on, on in the, the header of the page. Um, you know, have your phone number there if, if it's a local business, um, or at the very least, an inquiry button, something they could click on and request information. Uh, sometimes you can have a book to schedule uh, uh, an in discovery session or something like yeah. that. In my case, I have book for a free strategy call, and something gets crazy just to have that and let them to book with the CEO, but really it's a 20 minute call. If people are going to take the time to call you and talk to you, generally, they're not wasting your time. They're there to ask real yeah. genuine questions. And it's 
also part of the fun of the part of the part of the, part of the fun of the job, right? Anyway, that's one thing. And then the next part of the page should really have something that excites them and makes them want to read farther on because that's key. A lot of people just yeah. they lose interest. So pain points. Um, they're there looking for a service. Uh, or they're there because they searched for a pain point and you had that information on the page. Either way, you've got to have one or two, one of those showing up right away. Um, well, we're here to help you with your Google ads, or we're here to help you improve the visibility of your website. Uh, and then this is who our clients are. Again, you've got to show some social proof that you actually are who you are and you're worth, re- worth reading. Um, that includes client logos and then testimonials um, right after that book a time. Again, you got that call to action right after that, because really they've had a chance to go, Hmm, this is worthwhile. And if they want to dig deeper, it's up to you, whether or not that's on the rest of the page or it goes to another page in the site, whatever you do, please don't do a single page website. They're just deadly for, for rankings. They're so difficult to rank. Really? Um, Yeah. Even Um, the ones where you scroll down, I mean, you, you click a link, but it takes you down to the middle of the page or to the bottom. Yeah. Those are bad too, really? Yeah. I mean, there are ways to do it, but it's exceedingly difficult, way easier to have the information for that service instead of clicking and going to the page uh, down further down the page, go to a page dedicated to that. Cause Google will then look at that page and go, Oh, this is what this is all about. Okay. I can, I can isolate that and think this is the page about Google ads. Okay. Um, and this is the page about SEO. Versus on a single page, they're seeing all of that information laid out all at once, and right. they have to determine what it should rank for. It's more difficult. Don't make them work for it. You know, make it simple. <laughs> make it simple. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And then you mentioned content is core. Um, how often should people be adding, you know, posts or videos or things like that to their website? It does depend. Um, okay. <laughs> if, if you were, let's say a lawyer, uh, then you might do it once a month, twice a month, something like that. Um, and it could be something as simple as noting the latest, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, something that's come out in the, the latest court case that's mm-hmm. set precedent. That's the word. Okay. Um, if you are a tourism website, let's say one of our, uh, we have a client who's a luxury wilderness retreat. Well, they're just loaded with opportunity to post stuff. So they've got an Instagram feed where they're posting photos all the time of grizzly bears of, you know, they literally dive and get the food for dinner that night. So they can Mm. take photos of doing that. I mean, it's amazing what they do. So it's just a dream come true of media multimedia, but it's also the stuff people want to watch. Mm. So that's perfect. And then on their own website, they could have links with uh, information about, the uh, latest news about the grizzly viewing. Um, oh, there was some cubs this week. Or, you know, then they could also talk about um, the importance of not leaving a trace when you're hiking. Mm-hmm. All these different things. And, and whatever you do, do it so well that it, if you look at the next best, if you look for an article that's similar to yours, you've killed it. There's no, there's no way that yours won't be the best that people want to share. We call them ultimate, ultimate articles. Um, and that mean, if that means a thousand words, do it. If that means 5,000 words, fine, do it. Take a couple months to do it, but it's going to be 
it's going to have legs. That article is going to just rocket. And it's going to be an amazing source of, of inquiries or at least traffic to your website, which builds authority, shows Google you've earned the right to rank and all your other rankings start to soar. Right. Because part of that algorithm is how long do people stay on your site? How many times do they click around at different pages to see what you have on the site? So if you have something interesting for them, you are going to go up in the rankings, right? Yeah, that's one of the things that is very controversial. There's no proof of that, but we do think that Google does look at dwell hey, we time. Have no, we have no proof of aliens, but no. we know they're no. out <laughs> It makes sense. I'll put it that way. It makes sense, but yeah. what, what they do look at, though, are people chatting about that article, sharing it, comments, all that sort of stuff. And if, it, if an article has some life to it, that's pretty cool. And then they see that it's got lots of value. It's got images. It's got video embedded, um, links to sites they already know are authoritative. That just shows a lot of, of power. And, and it's just one of those things that it's, a, it's full of signals that they love. Yeah. Very cool. But this stuff is changing all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you attend uh, like trade shows and, and seminars, webinar type things to, to keep up on all this? Yeah, these days, thankfully, I don't have to travel. I'm not a big fan of it, but um, there are times I like it. But these days, uh, it, I jump in on the odd like local seminar for local SEO, um, or I generally just read I'm search engine land, um, search engine journal, all these um, search engine roundtable, all these sites that are reliable sources of information I'm, I'm reading. Yeah. Also talking about them on the podcast, which helps keep me up to date. Absolutely. Keeps me honest that way too. Um, and those are where I get a lot of my information, other, other than the local seminars, which I find change even more often than the classic organic rankings. Local maps and, you know, the stuff you see and when you see a map in a search result, that right. stuff's changing so often. And there's so many details to ensuring that a client who's local get a ranking versus another person next door that you have to be on top of that yeah. 24-7, it feels like. Wow. Well, tell me about your website, SEO 101. When did that start? Oh, the podcast? Yeah. Um, yeah. I started, well, I took over the podcast. It, it had shut down, I think in 2007 or so. It had a small, there was a time where it was doing well. And then it, I think everyone left. So 2009, I took it over. Um, they started it up again and uh, had a couple different show hosts. And then I settled on my best friend at the time or soon to be best friend, John Carcutt. Um, and he and I did 400 some odd episodes together. Unfortunately, uh, two months ago, he passed unexpectedly, mm-hmm. uh, which has been kind of difficult, but um, we're still doing it. I've got my yeah. other good friend, Scott, on the show, and uh, it's great. It's so much fun. We talk about all aspects of SEO. It's Although it is 101, we go crazy if we just stuck to 101. So we, we oh, get yeah, into yeah. some interesting stuff and we get... You know, Yoast from the Yoast uh, plugin, uh, Yoast yeah. Avak, he come, he's been on the show a couple of times. Nice. Uh, we get Google, uh, official Google people on and talk about, you name it, all the, the latest dealings. And uh, it's truly just a pleasure to do. I mean, you, cool. you know what it's like. It's just so great. Oh, yeah. I mean, in this case, we're just talking and have a good time yep. And, yep. and there's no pressure. Exactly. And I, I'm uh, curious by nature. So I love learning new stuff. So I'm always out there asking questions. That must be fascinating. Very cool. 420 yeah. episodes. That's awesome. 
it's amazing it's happened. I still can't <laughs> believe it. I mean, I, for the longest time, podcasts weren't that big. I mean, it's only even the last few years they've really taken yeah. off. And um, I still was, I would be utterly shocked when someone said, oh, I listened to all your podcasts. I'm like, holy cow, that's over 300 at the time, right? Like, wow. And it, yeah. yeah, just, I'm sorry. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to listen to myself that much. I'm so sorry. But no, but if you have good content like that, people will find you and they'll come back because they know they're going to get you know, those little nuggets. Um, so that's, yeah. that's great. I think it says a lot. Oh, Very thank cool. you. Yeah. It's, it is fun. And, yeah. uh, again, it was like talking to my best friend every week. So why sure. not? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So on the, on the topic of courage, right. The, the podcast is the courage mm -hmm. to lead. Um, where did you find the courage to step out and say, you know what? I can do this, right? Some people get caught up in the, the comfort zone of the nine to five, Somebody else is taking the risk. Somebody else is paying the bills and stuff. You collect a paycheck and that's comfortable for some people. And then there's other people that kind of say, you know what? I'm bloody hell. I'm going to go out and do this on my own. Right? <laughs> Where'd that come yes. from? So you mean when I first started my business? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I mean, somebody asked you, hey, we need a website. You didn't say, well, we can always look up on the yellow pages and try to find somebody. You said, you know what? Let me give it a shot. And then you just kept going with it. Yeah. At the time, I mean, things have changed if I talk about it now versus then. So I'll go first with then. Then it was a personal requirement. I found I just wasn't a very good employee. <laughs> I, I, uh, I just questioned things too much. I, I, I'd see different ways of things being that could be done better. And uh, that didn't go over very well. And I get it. I, I wouldn't want myself as an employee either. <laughs> um, but, and it was nice to control that and control the, the direction, make the mistakes. Sure. But they're my own mistakes. And, um, I do like the rush. I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie. And uh, although it's not adrenaline so much as just exciting at times running a business, cause there is no, there's no ceiling get as right. big as you want. I mean, I had, and that was a rush during that time too. I had uh, worked for time Inc in New York. I got that job out of the blue versus from an article I read, I wrote wow. and went there and taught sports illustrated and people magazine, how to do SEO. My God, nice. it was just a dream. Um, and that just came from the internet. It was, it's the wild west. That was the rush. I think that's what really got me in there. And, uh, that's where I got the courage. It was the excitement and the reason realization too, that I didn't have much, much to lose at that time. I was only 20 yeah. and, um, it's, you know, I always had a second job for the first three or three years. And, um, so I played it safe a bit too. <laughs> I would still, I've been, a lot of people start that way, right? The side gig yeah. until that one thing really starts taking off and you know that that's your passion. You're just waiting for that moment where you go, you know what? I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's and, awesome. and I still, people say, wow, how did you do that? I just fell into it. It was lucky. And that's, I've heard that's quite common amongst entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. I, you know, just. I was there at the right time. I mean, I, how many people saw SEO as being something at the time I did? I don't, not that many. Yeah. And I just lucked out I, that I had a talent for it. Um, nowadays, if I could answer that question, now what keeps me going? Uh, partly that adrenaline, part of it's comfort, uh, better, good or not. Um, <laughs> it's nice to have a reputation that I've worked hard to build mm -hmm. that, make some aspects of my job easier. 
Sure. Um, I still love that I can be challenged by new things. Like uh, being on other people, people's podcasts is fairly new to me and I enjoy this now. Um, this would have caused me great strife a long time, a long time ago. <laughs> I had heavy anxiety yeah. through my younger life. Um, in fact, my first speaking gig and man alive, I am so glad for whatever it was medication I took at the time. I took something that <laughs> was a, like an Ativan or something. I forget, but I spoke in front of Time Inc., the board wow. of Time Inc. for my first speech. Wow. Baptism by long. fire. Oh, <sighs> smokers, man. That was, <laughs> yeah. was big. But it, I, I realized that this is pretty damn cool. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Really, anything's the sky's the limit, what you can do. And, and now, it, now I'm just trying to build a company that, that uh, can grow and maybe even stay around after I'm gone. Oh, absolutely. I don't know. Who knows? Hey, absolutely. It's possible. But, you know, standing up in front of people and talking is like the scariest thing people can do, right? Mm -hmm. There's talk of, you know, the fear of death, fear of spiders, fear of snakes. Fear of public speaking is way, way up there. Um, You just powered through it because you Um, you had to or? At that time, I prepped to ridiculous levels. I was so ready. I could probably do it in my sleep. In the case of Time Inc., I had done this report, which I was providing, pretty much reading, or not reading, but I was uh, delivering. And I spent 110 hours on that report. So yeah, I mean, it was, I knew this stuff inside and out. It was competitor analysis. It was really cool. Um, What's come for me now has been the, and it was a fundamental moment. And you know how you hear things and it doesn't click. You hear it again, doesn't click. And you hear it and I'm like, wow, that's profound. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you've heard it and you know you've heard it before. But oh, for yeah. me, it was when people were watching you and you go and speak, they're there because they want you to succeed. Mm-hmm. They're not there because they want to see you fail. Why would they come? Exactly. And that really, I mean, I mean just saying that makes me feel good. And yeah. I really enjoy going. And as long as I have something to say that I feel like it's worthwhile, I'm going to enjoy myself. And uh, that's sort of what's come of it. I've, I now don't really actually get to worry. I have to be careful. I don't get scared about speaking anymore. <laughs> I don't, and, and fear partly motivates you to prep, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> so I have to go, no, yeah. no, Ross, you don't want to make a mistake. <laughs> so I do prep lots. <laughs> Good. Good deal. Um, from, a, from a leadership standpoint, how many, how many employees do you have working for you now? Uh, nine and 10, okay. including me. So yeah. I have to manage myself. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, If I was to bump into any one of these folks on the road, aside from you, if I was to bump into any of these folks and ask them what type of leader you are, what would they tell me? What kind of leader are you? I, I, I'm a bit of a suck. I try my best to make my employees giddy and happy working (laughs) for me just because I I don't, you know, it's like when you work, um, you work too much. It almost becomes your life and your friends too. So I, sad, but yeah. I really make sure that my staff enjoy themselves. So, sure. and that they are listened to. So most of the time, um, I would say that they would be thrilled. Um, they, they usually say Ross is just cash, um, you know, expects the best, but he's also really understanding. I mean, if they need a day off, no problem, you know, need to get off early, no problem. And it's just, I've no, I've learned the more you try to hold on, the worse they do. Yeah. You know, I, so I just let them just deliver and I'll let nice. you do anything you want pretty much. Uh, 
we're all family too. Yeah. I hate to, I, that's the thing oh, well, that scares me of getting bigger, right? <laughs> you know, if you get bigger, you won't know anyone that freaks me out. Or yeah, you start losing that, that feeling of family, right? Yeah. Um, but setting your culture up like that is important because you're right. Happy employees produce more. They do better. Um, yeah. To me, family comes first. So if somebody says, hey, my kid is sick, go home. Yeah. You know, you know what's due, you know when it's due. As long as you get that done, I don't care if you wait till the last minute and do it. Take care of family. Absolutely. Get this done. There's yeah. no question. Like, I always, it's my own test. If Would I want to do this right now? No. Okay, don't. Don't do it. Like, put it off yeah. or we'll find someone else to do it. You know, when and when things hit the fan, everyone's ready to jump up because they feel they've been looked after. So it's yeah. time for them to jump in and work a little harder. And yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. I mean, I've got half, half, yeah, I got half my employees are in the Philippines. Wow. Okay. And it's been a long haul finding good people offshore, but wow. Filipinos are amazing. Nice. I just, well, and the time difference helps too, because you can turn something over to them. They work it out while you're sleeping. They give it back to you when you get, yeah. 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 Awesome. And, but they're just sweet sweet people yep. that really enjoy their work and are grateful mm -hmm. and you pay them well and they're over the moon because oh, yeah. I mean, it's probably half what you get paid here, but of course their, their, their cost of life is a lot less mm -hmm. there. Um, and, um, they have room to grow. It's just one win, 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 win. And they're just wonderful. So I'm nice. pretty pleased with that. Very cool. Very cool. So what's next for you? I mean, uh, you know, whale watch captain, skipper, right? And now well, the, I would uh, love my own forward. boat someday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I could go do that myself again. Um, ne what's next? I am working really hard on letting go of stuff so that I can work more on the business than in it. Uh, nice. The old classic issue for oh, yeah. the entrepreneur. Um, I work with Chris Ward, uh, who's this wonderful Excellent. coach of mine. And she's helped me with some messaging because ironically, I can do other people's marketing, but my own, mm. <laughs> I just can't seem to get yeah. out of it. You can't see the label when you're inside the bottle. Yes. Right? And I need Absolutely. that help. Absolutely. But right now, yeah, I'm trying to break my tasks into micro tasks mm. and finding ways to have my assistant help me with different things. And nice. it's really hard because I'm not a control freak by any stretch, but I'm a perf perfection dude. So that's actually yeah. why I've got um, my, uh, my agenda book, kind of a cover, a leather cover. It says perfect is the enemy of done. Of course, done yes. being my last name. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> nice. And I just look at that. I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah. Right. No, I don't need to be perfect. It needs to get done. Mm -hmm. Then we can polish it. Right. Exactly. Right. So the future for me is, is, um, honing the business to even a, a finer edge sword. And I tell you, COVID's done that, yeah. made me do that. It's been brutal. Um, yeah. I've had some really big ups and downs over the years, but this one's the longest one. All of all the ups and downs have always been specific to certain countries, certain economies. Well, this is everything. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I haven't been able to, to switch my marketing somewhere else and bring in the money. And it's been fascinating and brutal. Yeah. But it's, you know, you always come out stronger in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I hope this whole COVID thing is over with, but wow. it has opened up a lot of doors. It has. I said, you know, the, the digital nomads now location independent. Um, yes. Your, your team is mainly virtual, right? It, it is now. We do have an, a yeah. fairly 
decent size office downtown that has one person in it right yeah. now, <laughs> but I don't want to shut it down because it is inexpensive and it's nice to be able to get out of the house sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Well, Ross, this has been awesome. I really appreciate you coming on. If, uh, if, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they find you? What's your website? Sure. Uh, uh, www.stepforth.com. That's S T E P F O R T H.com. And, uh, I would, there's a, you know, if you have any concerns or questions about your own marketing or anything, um, again, there's that, uh, uh, link to book a free strategy call and love to meet you. Yeah. I just, I really enjoy it. And if there's, if I don't know how to do it, I'll pass you on to somebody who can and make sure you looked after. And if you want to listen to the podcast, SEO101radio.com, we'll get you right to the page. SEO101radio.com. That's right. Yeah. It used to be a live show. Um, and, uh, we called it radio at the time. (laughs) Okay. No, that's cool. Very cool. Well, awesome. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much for, for coming on and stuff. And we'll check back in with you and see how things are going up there. Who knows? Maybe Thank you by so then, much. Coach. You'll have the boat, right? Yes. Let's hope. <laughs> Let's hope. Good job. Enjoy your digital nomad life. I love it. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be an adventure. And uh, who knows? Maybe I'll start a podcast about the digital life, nomad life. Why not? That'd Why be not? fun. Absolutely. All right, listeners, hope you guys were taking a lot of notes, a lot of good takeaways from here. And definitely check out uh, the podcast, SEO 101. Um, Learn everything you can. And if you want some help with your website or have some questions, check in with Ross. All right. Appreciate it again, Ross. Thanks very much. Listeners, um, share this episode with your family, friends, and colleagues. And stick around because there's always more coming. That's it for me, Coach Harlan, saying so long for now.